Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. This is a nice new it's setup. Very nice to have you here. I know Mr. across the table. Build it on this podcast. Across the table. Does it feel like we're having? <laughs> I feel an like interview? I'm interviewing you. Yeah. yeah no. What uh, What kind of questions would you ask me for a job interview? Um, first of all, how dare you? How dare you? Second of all, <laughs> who Who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> have you ever had to? Have you had any bad interviews? Like I oh yeah not the ones where you didn't do well but more like it was like crappy quite like bad scenario oh, scenes I feel like every interview is like that unless you're uh, going for like a very specific type of job like whether it's like maybe HR or something I feel like the jobs that I always applied to were very entry level kind of jobs mm-hmm. so I never all the questions were very, were very basic and like how are you working with a team or something yeah like name one situation where you feel like um you could have oh. been more challenged or uh what's one that's like a classic a situation where you feel like um something was what's the question it's like a it's one that's like on, on all of them basically like how would you have done it differently or something uh-huh, where you like feel like you um, conflict resolution like tell, yes. show, tell us a time That's where they want to see you were in conflict with an employee and uh, how'd you resolve it yes exactly how was the conflict resolved because that's what they want to see is like how you problem solve and conflict resolution oh my gosh thinking back my heart is like starting to pound because it's I such hated a hated interviews gross be like i felt like What's the I was last, what's the last interview interview you did st luke's so that was my yeah. last uh, when I was respiratory therapy. Um, the I th- I pride myself of being good in interviews because I feel like I can win somebody over. And you're good at um, like I'll be like big small faking talk. it until you make it. Yeah, yeah, I'll make thing. small. Like I hate small talk, and that goes yeah. on record. But, but you're also really good at it. I'm really good when it comes to like okay, you got 30 minutes, put it on right now, and like yeah, yeah. that's you it. could be like not knowing what you're talking about in the slightest, but you will make it look like you do. And and the women. Um, interviewees or interviewers, the interviewers, <coughs> the boss, the bosses, uh, they're easier than the guys. The guys, they, they can, can smell. they can smell yeah. you. But if it's like a, 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 you know, a classic boss who doesn't take care of herself, it's so much easier to like get <laughs> in with all the small talk and yeah. a lot of ha 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 ha. Yeah. Thank you so much Cracking for sitting. a joke, but like, uh, like in, in the right timing and appropriate. And yeah. yeah. You, you know, they like, like, you just have to feel them. But I was never good at that because I was, I didn't allow myself to even like relax a little to be able to go there and try to like, make I could small see you. Talk. I, could I just see get you. like so overwhelmed and inside my head. And I, I'm just already like so nervous. And you know, I mean, I don't do well under pressure. I yeah. freeze. And so interviews were like the classic, I feel like I'm going to throw up and I'm going to die. See, all in the same what, what my strategy was always Breath. my strategy was always to build rapport with the person so you know you'll you know they'll be like oh my gosh how, uh, they'll be like how are you doing I'm like oh you know i'm doing well how are you like oh we're tr- trying to play catch up and you're like oh i know what that's like you mm-hmm. know just we just have we we have uh you know three kids and one of them is uh is a baby and she's like oh so you got your hands full I was like oh my gosh it's so nice to sleep like you know you start yeah. building you start yeah. doing this dance i've never done that because i'm just too nervous i just oh, really? be like ha, 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 okay and then i just sit there i think my my theory was always like if you could be memorable uh, to that person. That's exactly what Out it was. Out of all the candidates, they'd be like, who was the person that's not necessarily the most qualified, 
but who stood out that I had like built rapport mm-hmm. with? It and was you, yeah. It, they it was harder to... with guys because I think guys, um, I don't know if they're a little bit more like cutthroaty, like the bosses, you know, that are like interviewing. Because like, some of the ones I did was like in sales, so they're like they know the BSers could smell the BS kind of mm-hmm. thing. So they kind of know they're a little bit more. But well, like all the women bosses that I had, like yeah, it was harsh. always just like make small talk. They had great questions, but it was more of like. That was my thing is I had to rely on on my what's the word for it on my charisma I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, my what's do you have a specific uh, interview that you were like that has to be like going on record in my life? I don't have anything specific where like I tanked, but I I do remember a few the cringe too. Like not necessarily tanked, but like was a cringe. I remember one where I don't remember where I was applying to. Um, I did not get the job. I think it was Starbucks. Um, when I was like 18 and you know, everybody applies to Starbucks at that age Mm -hmm. and I just remember there was actually one question he asked me and I said, I think I said, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's one of those, the biggest taboos. Yeah. You can't say, I don't know. You got to come up. Even if you don't know, you you, you have c- to be like, oh gosh, let me think about, you know, it's been a long time or you kind of make. You can break it down too. So for, for example, if they, if it, I don't know what kind of question to ask you, but I could imagine them going, um, can you recall a time that you got in a confrontation with mm-hmm. a, a, an employee? And you're like, oh gosh, I don't think I ever did. Yeah. But you don't answer that question. You like, can't answer it like that. You yeah, could and start I think I it did. with, you're like, I you know, I don't think I've ever can come up with one off the top of my head. I and then what's followed after that like is like a really small, small one. bits. Be yeah. like, well, I mean, there's been times where I was maybe irritated with a colleague who, you know, took to, you know, they to, didn't show up on time. They didn't show up but time. I was time always on time because, be, <laughs> it, but then you follow through also because like, I know the importance of like getting this, you know, yeah, staying on yeah. top of it. So see, but the thing that's like I didn't think about things like that when I was eighteen, and also. I didn't have very many jobs up until I was 18. So I can't, I don't have like yeah. the experience. And at, at that point, I didn't think about just like BSing and just saying something. I always thought I had to be like, really answer exactly like what happened in that scenario. You girls have, it's interesting, 18 year olds and 19 year olds, they have males and females, they have such different types of beginner jobs. Um, some of them overlap like Target, right? Starbucks, but for the most part, a lot of 18 year old girls like nannied. So it's mm-hmm. all like under the table. There's really not some serious job you interview. You don't do an interview, yeah. You just kind of click with a person and they're, they're available. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, and then and then after that, it's like you had like, uh, uh, you work for your uncle at a dry cleaning mm-hmm. place. Again, like another little hookup kind of thing. You didn't really have. I didn't have a ton of You interviews. didn't have a lot of crappy jobs. I had nothing but crappy really? jobs. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, d- I probably didn't. I mean, I, I only worked in retail once when I was like 19. It was kind of like Forever 21 kind of store. Um, you didn't even make it to the real Forever 21? You, no. You had to get the, uh, what was it called? the re- replica? Wet Seal. Wet Seal. Remember I told you about it? We spoke it. about yeah. Wet Seal. I worked there for like a year. And we learned when you told that story on that podcast, we learned what uh, sequins dresses are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, See, I pay attention did. when you talk. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, comes full circle. Comes full circle. I had a lot of really crappy jobs. Uh, what was the crappiest job? Okay. Uh, the crappiest job. Two. Two will go on the record for the crappiest job. And I don't know which one's the best. The first uh, or the worst. (laughs) Yeah. The first one was my was uh, made it to the list of the crappiest job. The first one was I was a they called us food servers, not even waiters, but food servers at a retirement home. Oh, so they have like a a, a dining room. 
Um, I was 14 or 15. Um, I think 14 because in Seattle you could start, I think, working under, cert under certain hours. You can work there. Yeah. So you put on this bellboy looking outfit, right? These ruffles, button up. You shirt. had to actually mm -hmm. wear it. And then, and then tucked it into black slacks. That thing was white. Oh and my then, gosh. Um, you, so all the, the people who, who stayed at the retirement home would come to the main dining room and they all sit there. And, um, and then you would come out with uh, a cart first and then that's breakfast. And so you, would you like cottage cheese? Would you like, you know, um, 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 what am I, oat, oatmeal, yeah. like prune <laughs> juice, prune juice. <laughs> and then after food. that you go, you bust it all down, right? And they're still sitting there for the lunch or dinner. And then you come out and there's usually two options, right? There's either, would you like the, the, uh, the, the chicken or the pork? Mm -hmm. And then there's also like these like uh, uh, side options too, where somebody has like more restrictions or there's always a sandwich that's available. There's always like, uh, you know, tapioca pudding or something like that. And you, you know, so you go get, so you come up to a table of four people and you go, hi, today we have this and then we have that. That's and, literally it. And then, well, and then, you know, they can make yeah. something else. And of course you have those, can you take some rye bread and you put some yeah. chicken on it and, and you, like, you're, you and then you, they go check. Yeah. So then you go in the back they and they, they basically order. lunch lady style, put the thing together and bring it out. And then you bust that down again. And then you start doing the silverware. Like I, but why it. was it you, like such a b terrible job? <sighs> it, I don't know what I, I just hated it. I hated, uh, I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I hated the fact that I had to walk three miles to work and oh. back. That's so I, ha I get to have that story. Yeah, <laughs> um, uphill both ways. Oh, but yeah, uphill both ways. <laughs> downhill both ways. <laughs> downhill uh, both ways. I remember how much like because I would work almost like every Saturday and Sunday. I remember. Oh, yeah. I was also man that job. It's interesting. I haven't thought about the job in a long time. You're also dealing with old people, right? You know, it's cranky. It's whatever. People. You know, I was just thankful for a job. Um, and then the second job, which I probably have more reasoning why it's the the worst job. Was I worked at the the membership sales at uh, Twenty Four Hour Fitness oh, in Seattle, yeah. and the thing about that job was, you, it was uh, anytime there's a job like this, this is like the worst job ever, where it's commission versus salary, yeah, or sorry, hourly versus commission. And what happens is, did you have was it commission or hourly? It was hourly versus commission. So what does that mean? Is is if you you have this let's say imaginary bank of commission that's going into your commission bank, right? And then you have another bank that's your hourly bank. If you're, uh, if you didn't sell enough, your bank and commission is low, but you got, let's say 40 hours that week of work, you only got that Just 40 the hours. Base, the base pay. But as soon as the, uh, the commission bank breaks the hourly bar, then you get that plus that. Oh yeah. So you get so the, your hour. incentive to yeah. sell. And I don't think it's necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, you get that and that. And so, I think I've only made like a, and so they always sell you on like the amount of money you can make because it's sales, right? Anytime yeah. in sales is, and you'll meet people. And this is to this day, whenever I meet people who tell me their sales numbers, whether they're like a realtor or, you know, sell uh, Amway or some pyramid scheme thing, mm -hmm. they'll say like, this is what they make. I make nine grand a month. No, the, what you're, what, you, what you're just exampling is that you are on track to make nine grand a month. Mm -hmm. Like you've crunched what the first two weeks look like and they're a really good two weeks. And yeah. then it tapered off. Right. But you're not making nine grand a month. Or you made nine grand a month one Once. time. Yeah. So with they me, always take that, the was, best month. that was the thing with me is I, I freak, I even did that. I, I think I got 
So keep in mind, I was like 19 years old working there, right? So it's a whatever. It's not like you're making a lot of money anywhere. I remember specifically um, making probably my best paycheck was it was a two week paycheck and it was probably like 2,500 bucks in two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Is because the commission and all that stuff. And it only happened one time. And guess what I kept telling people? Everybody, yeah. I kept telling people I make three grand a month. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I kept telling people. Yeah. That's what salespeople do. Yeah. Don't ever believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until, yeah. We're going to sell something. I'm just kidding. Okay, so now as you were talking about that, I just remembered a job that I kind of had, but not really. Okay, let me think how old I was. Gosh, I had to be like... You, you start a sentence, I had a job, but that I really didn't have a job. Did you like, they never hired you, but just kept showing no, up and doing the work? No, I'll explain why. I didn't really like have the job, but I kind of did. <laughs> so <laughs> Sounds sketchy. <laughs> I know. As I said that, it sounded uh, kind of. <laughs> Creeperish, <laughs> stockish. <laughs> Something's fishy here. Um, when I was like, I keep thinking 19. All my jobs are like 19. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I had to have been like around 18 because i think 17 maybe 17 18 i was looking for a job and one of my friends was like oh like she went through this like staffing place that uh help you find like jobs and she's like go to them they'll like they have like some certain things that they um have openings for and so i went and the gal was like yeah we have this uh position for um okay i'm trying to think of the title because assistant no so basically she's like you um oh like take surveys oh but she said these type of surveys are uh you have to hand them out only at the airport so like at the airport terminals you hand you're gonna be handing out these uh, surveys to people okay first of all right out of the gates sounds like the worst job in the world i know and i and the reason i forgot about this job i probably like blocked it out i want to hear more about this but i i the reason i say this is because i hate sales And I then hate you pair it with an airport. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to hear more. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, and they got me like all this like level whatever clearance to go through the Which you security. thought was super cool. I thought that was super cool. So like I went through all the whatever, you know. TSA stuff. pre-check. Yeah. That's what you yeah. went through. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they had me go through a lot. And it took a while because, you know, they have to get, yeah, all the security stuff and your background check and everything. So I went through the process and I thought it was going to be so cool because I'm like, you know, I, I remember the first day they're like, just do it. Like there wasn't like set hours, which is nice, but you had to have a certain number of surveys completed mm-hmm. within like a week or something span. And then okay. you just keep doing that. So, so kind of like they, they sell it to you. They sell it to you. I was like, you're your own boss. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's so flexible. The hours are so flexible. Yeah, yeah. And so I walk in. I remember walking my first day. I had my little like, you know, you're trying to dress like professional. And I have like my stack of surveys. And I walk in. And I'm like walking around. And you know the airport. People are like. <laughs> you're stressing me out right now. Yeah. You're stressing like me out the story. And I'm like looking around. <sighs> and I literally didn't hand out one single survey to a person because I was felt so awkward. So you're in, so in, 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 in <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I can't do this. Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm, I was like imagining myself sitting at like the airport terminal getting ready the to The last board. thing you want to do is fill out a survey. I know. And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. I, I So I like, I walked out. I spent like probably like 20 minutes just walking around and I'm like, people are probably thinking I'm like, who's this person just like walking around the airport? Yeah, (laughs) They're going to like detain me. 
so then I walked out with my you full stack out? of surveys. Well, I like mean, you quit. Well, I left the airport and because you still have I, five more days to finish the survey. Yeah. And then um, I like never went back. And I remember they like called me and were like, "Did you do it?" And I'm like, "No, I can't do it." <laughs> do you know? Have you ever walked out on a so? So I basically that, walked that out was on the a job, walkout, right? So okay. But I like I was just like I can't. There's just no way. And I mean. It's, I don't know why, like who would think of something like that? Uh, surveys? Yes. At the airport? At the airport. And the way they're looking at it is not the fact that it's most efficient. It's just this is the most traffic. Yes. They always the look in traffic. People, yeah. That's why people go set a booth at the mall, right? And you know, the, those little booths like between the stores, right? Yeah. They sell little trinkets. So many people walk through there. You always go like, yeah. oh, well, you're not. First of all, it costs a lot of money to lease your space there. But there, you, you, you also question, well, how much money are you really making there? It's a numbers game, right? Mm -hmm. If you ask a hundred people out of the hundred people, there's going to be maybe 20 that will say yes. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's your numbers game. Yeah. Ask more people. Get and in you front know, of more yeah. people. Yeah. You know my personality. I'm like oh. so non-confrontational. So if I, even my eye contact with somebody, I would just be like, but that's, not, down even, really that's not even a confrontation thing. Like, I don't want to be like uh, intrusive yeah. on people, when, especially in the airport. Where I they're, know. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the worst idea I could have ever had. I've had, <laughs> um, I don't, the, the only bad dreams I've ever had that are like a, a bad night's sleep is the ones, and they usually have the same thing in common. It's me debating whether or not I'm going to go into the job mm. or am I going to walk out of it? Usually it's going in. Um, here's an example. I haven't worked as a respiratory therapist in a while. And I, every once in a while, I'll still have this repeating nightmare where I'm like, you know, it's, let's say it's 15 minutes before I start my shift and I'm still at home. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to work. Well, I don't even work there anymore. Why am I going? Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. And then it's just repeating cycle yeah, of me going, like I need to go. Yeah. And you go, no, no, you, you, who cares? And you just do that over yeah. and over and over again. It's I've had some of those where um, mine is always late, being late, mm -hmm. or completely s forgot that I need to be at work. And in my dreams, I don't remember like where, like what job I have in my dream, but I just remember always it's like the cycle of like, oh my gosh, wasn't I supposed to work today? Or like, wasn't I supposed yeah, to? Yeah. <laughs> or or it's like five minutes till or an but hour after. It's on after repeat. And I'm like, though, it's huh? on repeat. That's yeah, and it just keeps going. You're the, like, oh my gosh. What's funny is when I worked at uh, as a respiratory therapist, I worked in ERs and ICUs and all that stuff, and I was around a lot of trauma and a lot of like critical uh, responses. Mm -hmm. So life and death, the stuff you're always around. But the wildest thing is, you know, in the seven years I was a respiratory therapist, I have never had a bad dream about like somebody's dying and I can't do my job right or mm. something like that. But the only dreams that are constantly like the, the nightmares that I've had, I don't have them anymore because I'm not, I, well actually I had one maybe a year ago, but it was the restaurant industry. And the dreams are always the same. And if anybody served tables, uh, you might have the same fear, dream uh, like nightmares where you're being sat and double sat and triple sat. Because <laughs> that stress level Because they're supposed to go that? in rotation, right? Yeah. And you haven't greeted a table and next thing you know, you look back in your section of like, you know, 10 tables and you haven't greeted anybody. They're all full. They're Kyle. Did you ever have something like that? Oh, I still have. Do you still have them? Yeah, you're like I have. Oh, and oh my god, this is such yeah. a, like a war story. Because the stress <laughs> level you must have. Yes. At that 
like yes. moment is insane. It's those jobs like that bartending and serving, like it's such an efficiency, like yeah. the secret is efficiency, right? Be good at it, be social, be good, but efficiency, like you have yes, to know, gotta, okay, I gotta go check here, I gotta check that, I got, you gotta you always to stay good, on top of it. time management, yeah, too. Mm-hmm. And like balancing so many tables and be like, where are they? Okay, they're probably finishing the dessert or okay, their food should yeah, be almost done. Like staying ahead of and it. Then, so, so going back to this, my fear or my recurring nightmares. Um, I do remember you telling me you had a lot of those. I remember going specifically one time where I was like, like this isn't a dream. I'm walking out and then I walk out and I'm in my parking lot and then I drive off and then I keep having this back and forth thing in this dream of like, I need to go back. But if there's I go back, there's so many, there's so many tables that are there. Yeah. And like, no, 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 screw this. I'm not going back. And like, like, like as if they're all waiting for me. Yeah. You know? Just you. Just s- me there. Specifically. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, uh, the service industry, man, it creates these like shell shock stories. Oh yeah. The trauma you <laughs> experienced. Oh my gosh. I never um, was in the service industry, so I never had, I mean, I never like even was a hostess or anything. My sister was, but I never, I knew enough about myself to know I would not survive being like a server. But hostesses are a different story. Hostesses, hostesses is like. Hostesses are different, yeah. But like a server, I, 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 was, I knew myself well enough at that point in time where I knew I just would not survive. Now, I will say that in that industry, being like the bus boy is usually the most cush because like half the guys that I worked with, like they smoke pot, but they're they're the ones that you can kind of get in your own zone, you know, dick around as long as the tables are clear yeah, and reset after. up. You're, you have a little bit more time. Maybe. They're they're just, they're more of like, not to diminish it, but they're kind of like in the background where they're just like, they're, nobody's waiting on them unless like the table's gone and somebody just go clear right, the table right. real quick. True. But, and then, my sister, I remember, worked um, as a server, and she would have like some stories to tell me, and I was you? like, I'm never gonna go into like, you know, that industry. And then she, there was one time she came home like crying because she had such horrible tables, and I mean, she worked at um, Red Robin, so it wasn't like you're not getting like the elite. And she was and she was working <laughs> the elite, <laughs> and she was working like more of the day shift, so it's like you get all the tips for dinner correct. usually right correct yeah the big tippers are in dinner yeah and i remember she, one time she came home like just crying because she her tips over like a span of what six hours she got two dollars oh tips. really because she paid off paid out everybody no like that was her tip yeah well how many tables well i mean have? she did pay up because yeah. you gotta pay the the the, the bartender you gotta pay yeah. tip no out she the said that whole day all she got was uh two dollars in tips because people were so stingy that day for whatever reason i don't believe that you don't believe the it? most stingiest I've ever seen. Like, and I get it lunchtime. The thing is with these like tips is the way you make your money is the bigger the bill that yes, gets, your job obviously. is to rack it up, right? And so That's the rule of thumb on, is you pay for dessert, twenty percent, yeah. whatever. So twenty percent on a hundred fifty dollar bill is a different story than lunchtime. Somebody 20. snuck in for two for twenty. Yeah, but still, you know. that's you know you get a little bit. She was just like there was like two tables who didn't tip her at all. Yeah, she was just like I remember she was just like crying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that sucks okay yeah dude does it messes with you yeah it does mess with you i i hated it i i mean i liked it in the middle because it's always fun when you're with a really fun group of people on the shift mm-hmm. so you kind of are in the trenches together and you kind of joke around together it right. makes it fun if you're not like in the back kitchen you kind of goof around but mm-hmm. apart from that it's you know it's a grind yeah yeah I, 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 now that I think about it, I didn't have very many like jobs like that. It was mostly nannying that for sucked. me. That sucked, yeah. Yeah. Because you're only, which was really full. easy. Bad stories are like, this kid is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> 
Kids, which is funny because half the names I, that we try to go with our kids' names, like you're like, no, no, I babysat the kid yeah, with that kind of I name. I didn't like his name. Yeah, I didn't like his name. He was a jerk. Yeah, yeah. And then um, going back to like interview questions, I feel like the only time I had more of a specific type of question questioning was um, when I applied for the job at the law firm. Because that oh. was a little bit more, even though they weren't like law related questions or like anything like that. She, I, I do remember because it was a administrative position. She uh, asked me questions about like Microsoft Word and actually like data entry and things like that where I was like. Was she like, how would you start a new cell kind of thing? Like, yeah. would you, so but you have to know like. Okay, you have what's the shortcut for um, oh. cut and, or like uh, what is it called? Cut and paste and things like that on Microsoft uh -huh. Word. But the nice thing was she was she wasn't like there. It was a it was on paper. And uh -huh. so she actually left the room and I ended up like Googling. Oh <laughs> really? Look at I was you. like, I hope there's no cameras That's in here. That's called fake it till you make it. That was the time I finally started realizing I'm gonna fake it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. I was just hoping, yeah, she wasn't like watching me on a camera. Those somewhere. are such silly questions. I mean, I get it. Because it's stuff you can literally Google. Why would you need now, to know that now, off the top of your head? Let's be honest. The I know that they're asking questions, those kind of questions, because they want to see if somebody's bluffing when the requirements on the application said, like, must be proficient in Word and right. Excel, that somebody doesn't come in and be like, oh, I'll just learn Word and yeah. Excel. They want to make sure that you at, at least, least the basics. Correct. Yeah. So, but I think it's dumb that they're going, so specific. hey, go, go, uh, like, right now, off the top of your head, how would you go do that? Like, there's stuff I do on Photoshop that if you're like, how do you, tell me verbatim right now how you do, and I go, I don't know. I just remember what the thing was and I just click on that and then I click yeah. that and. <laughs> you know what another question was um, that I, I found really interesting because this was what um, before, right before Trump was elected. Mm -hmm. And one of our questions was, how do you feel about Trump it, building, uh, wanting to build a wall it, um, between. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> build that wall as I kept chanting. Make America great again. Oh my God. No, but that was a legitimate question. She's canceled, yeah. folks. <laughs> I'm canceled. No, that was a legitimate question <coughs> and it was kind of interesting. Because her, her the, was, the firm was in immigration law. That's, that's Yes, that so obviously they were that. very against it. It's not like it. this is like a uh, an injury lawyer. Like, what no. do you think about yeah, Trump? Yeah, what do you think about Trump? Policies? No, this was a immigration law firm. So yeah, th I mean, they were, you know, representing people right. who had come here they want to make sure you're on the countries. same side yeah. Of, yeah. Of, you know. they really wanted you to be on the same side <laughs> that would have been an awkward i thing. know <laughs> you come into I'm work just drawing a picture of like the flags and <laughs> yeah i know well now and then i was running i wonder because i got hired for that job and yeah. i was like i wonder if like everybody else just had like different because obviously she was looking for a very sp not specific but um an answer that was leaning a certain direction. Right. <laughs> so um, I felt like I was, I stayed pretty neutral, but I don't know. It would have been funny <laughs> if she was more vague. She goes, would you like, here's a couple of pictures. Tell me which one you like. <laughs> this is a picture with number a wall. Number one or this number two? This is a picture two? with no walls. Oh, interesting. She does not like walls. Which okay. one do you like? Number one or two? One yeah. or two? <laughs> Three or four? four? Which one's better? Four <laughs> or five? <laughs> By the way, that's another stupid, when it comes to stupid questions, I guess this is the, this is the uh, topic of this stupid episode. Stupid interview or stupid, stupid, stupid questions. questions. <laughs> stupid questions get stupid prizes. Um, gets what? Stupid, stupid questions get stupid prizes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember being asked, first of all, the optometrist could suck it because there's a point where One after the first two. two slides. They all look the same. They all look the same. 
And I didn't realize until this last time that I like my final checkup. She goes, it's okay to say if they look the same. And I go, oh, oh well, <laughs> we could have been done <laughs> seven questions ago. I know, because you're always looking for which one is just a little bit better. Yeah, and it gets to the point, like, I, I, I don't know. Stop. Like, yeah. I think we hit our thing. You yeah. can't micro dial That's what they're trying to do, though. They're yeah. trying to dial it in so finely that they're like... No, I think they just like to... I'm, sometimes I also wonder, like, if nothing makes a difference, but I want to see if... <laughs> I like, oh, see. definitely. Do. This is an idiot. You're like, wow, it's super idiot. Yeah. Still an idiot. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> is just, just... There's somebody in the back just laughing. Clear there's, lens. like, a camera. This, just laughing at um, us. A stupid interview question I remember specifically. And for some reason, it kind of stayed in the back of my mind as I was applying to Wells Fargo when I was like, I think 20, mm -hmm. 21. And um, to be like a uh, a teller, I think. And I remember the the guy that was interviewing me, he would ask me this question. It's such a, it has to be the world's like dumbest question. It's like, if you're an animal, which animal oh. would you be and why? And why are they asking that question in, in, in I think an interview? They, well, I think they want to see if you're like a go-getter. You know? Oh, I'm a lion. Yeah. yeah. No, what a, did you say? I'm a sloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snephalophagus from the Sesame Street. I would be a pig. Hi. What, what did you say? I think I said something about the, I was like a cheetah or something like that. <laughs> I'm so fast. So fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I go 50 miles an hour all the time. Rawr. <laughs> no, it's meow. A, meow. <laughs> it's such a dumb thing because I, I guarantee you 90% of the guys are going to say I'm a lion. Yeah. I'm they're dumb. Like aggressive. And they're not, yeah. right? It's like, and they're not. <laughs> Kyle and I were making fun of uh, Chris D'Elia's uh, uh, bit on AlphaCon. There's a conference called AlphaCon, like a real conference. No. In Vegas, I think it was. All, no. Or, and it's like, it's, it's like these like motivational public speakers that are going over AlphaCon. there to be like, Gives you these like motivational talks about like, being a go-getter, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, all these things. It, I think it's somewhat like a leadership thing, but yeah. it's also Alpha Chris D'Elia. Also, the name. But Chris D'Elia had this comic bit about how they should start a a beta con <laughs> right across the street from AlphaCon. <laughs> AlphaCon, just right next to it. It's hilarious. Is it the people that just half-ass things? Well, the beta cons are like the passive guys. Yeah. You know, they're not like the alphas. Yeah. And so his whole thing so, is like, hey when they show up to beta con, they just get a stack of papers <laughs> and they try not to bump into each other. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, you okay? Didn't mean to touch you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's wild. Some of the things they come up with. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's but yeah, that's the animal question. What do? You, how, wait, let me ask you this: What I'm curious, what a woman's response would be if 90 percent of the guys would say something, you know, pretentious? I like, hate that question so much. I think I remember being asked that um, when I was in college, which was also stupid. It was like one of those questions where, like, you get to did you get to know you? you questions, which icebreaker questions? Is that yeah? What it was? Which oh. I don't understand why they do that in college. Yeah, this was at Boise State. Yeah, and I. Um, they asked us that question. They like went around the room and you had to answer it. And I think I said I would be a giraffe because I want to be able to like see. I like to like see everything. <laughs> Something stupid like that. Did you did, did you feel that way about it? Or I, you know what I should have said? What? I am a giraffe because I'm better than everybody. So I'm at the top. Now you're talking. <laughs> That's something we learned from AlphaCon. AlphaCon teaches you that. You are a giraffe. <laughs> you're a giraffe. You're above everyone. Yes. I yes. should have said that. Think of the tallest animal above the giraffe. Yeah. I, go ahead. Zero. Zero. So there, there you go. go. You have an answer. Now That's I have nice. an answer. I'm going to say that if I get asked that. Again. I'm very happy that, and I don't know if that, if people usually, 
when that happens. But I'm really glad of two things. I, I'm glad that I never have to take another test again. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I never have to interview for anything ever again. You mean you didn't ask Kyle what animal he would be, choose to be? <laughs> I, <laughs> Kyle was telling me stories that he, uh, he was going to do videography stuff for somebody else. And like there were like legit interviews. They stuff, have like an interview right? uh, process. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for them. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's, oh, that's like right. Something firm. about like like if a client's there or something like that. What would you do? It was like all personality. It had nothing to do with video. Really? Oh, weird. Yeah. You had you had. This is another cringe thing. You um again when you're kind of your own business owner, like you don't really have to do interviews, right? Mm-hmm. And we, you take people on as clients, essentially, right? And it was yes. funny that you when you were doing staging. There's multiple times you went on interviews where the realtors were like interviewing me you. to see if I would be a good fit. Yeah, they're like, I "What would you that. do? What would you do when you'd create a design and so the homeowner doesn't like, doesn't it. like yeah. it?" And you're like, what? What? "I'm not but, jumping through circles yeah. for you." This, I, I did that once where I actually like went into like their office and they kind of did like an interview, like with me, and I I remember feeling so like. Ugh, because I didn't like that feeling of like I'm a business owner. I if you don't somebody doesn't like my stuff, like we won't, we just like yeah, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Or that's you know that's we kind of learn if we're gonna vibe before we start the process, right? right? And so I remember them just asking me because they wanted to use me as like a stager, but not like uh, they wanted to do uh, what is it called consultations mm-hmm. where I would like come in and tell people you should you know as they're selling their homes you need to get rid of this you should change this kind of thing so it's like the consultations for people who are living yeah, in their house and trying yeah. to sell it which how do we spruce this up on a minimal budget which, with no yeah, budget sorry no, no budget yeah no budget yeah no budget. <laughs> zero dollars but also tell me what i need to do and yeah. you do it <laughs> yeah um and yeah i didn't like that feeling it felt like um i was at a job interview i remember telling you that i'm like i feel mm-hmm. like i was just at a job interview and like I didn't do well. <laughs> and it puts you down too. Like it to me, yeah. I imagine if I was in that kind of position, I'm like, hey guys, you're the one that called yeah. me for a particular I'm, reason. I love telling people, like telling like brands or clients that they're like, when I tell them like, hey, I don't think it's going to be a good fit. Mm. I, you yeah, know. because you learn enough <laughs> about yourself and what you do that you can already tell yeah. if something is probably just not going to work or it's going to, you know, you're going to not like it or <coughs> the project or well, you're trying to make it f- fit into something that it's not. I was, I was like working with, we were having on a few conference calls with like one brand and they're like, they wanted to create some video stuff, but it was more of like discussing why their product is more superior to this other product mm-hmm. and why I went with it. And they wanted this like, like independent video to go out of just me talking about this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it made me also realize like, some people's businesses, marketing teams, they're just, they come up with this dumbest ideas that might sound like it'll attract people, but in the platform that it's in, it just doesn't work. They probably don't have the experience of working with people. Well, and I was like, so I, was, I told him, I was like, hey, listen, I've made videos where I would be talking about certain stuff and, or maybe it's a question and answer video and those videos don't perform well. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, and my mantra is like, if I win, you win. Like there's no, there's no part of my business where I win and then you lose. Mm-hmm. Even if you paid me and you do pay me, I still lose if the video doesn't perform well. Right. Because I felt like I created a poor uh, product. Right. Or poor representation of the product. And that reflects you. That reflects your me. brand. In my yeah. brand. And that's a really crappy feeling. Somebody pay you advertising dollars and then they didn't get the views that we all hope they would get. Yeah. That's a very crap, crappy feeling. Yeah. But also, 
by me putting out videos that don't get views, it kind of destroys your, so you know how like your Instagram portfolio was, is your portfolio, mm -hmm. right? Your, your YouTube page is your portfolio in a way where when a brand finds you and they'll scroll through the first couple last videos of your channel and they'll see like, you know, 500,000 views, you know, 100,000 views, and then they'll see 28,000 views. That's them going like, oh, so he doesn't have that many why. videos. Yeah. So that's like another thing that adds it. You want to put winners out there. And so yeah. I've, t I've now I, I tell, pe you know, people all the time, brands. And I was like, hey, I, I, I see what you're coming up with. This is not how my channel works. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I've done this long enough to know what content works and what content doesn't work. Yeah. By you just telling me that, you know, it'd be cool if you made a video about talking about these three lampshades and how much a great deal for eight minutes. Yeah, I'll take your marketing dollars. Yeah. You'll burn that. You'll probably never get that budget again. Yeah. I, I'll i be fine for the first couple of videos until the brand see that the viewership is going down. So there has to be like, I, I think it's good to say no. I think mm -hmm. it's really good. And I also think it's, it's a good place to be and it's to empowering be able too. to. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the beginning. Yeah, I took you, anything, everything. Because yeah. I mean, you have to, right? In yeah. order to build your brand and have people, I mean, get, I, I don't know about viewer, views, but like that's how you build your well, in the beginning, Business. you, you got to do anything and everything just because you need the money to pay for the equipment. Yeah. And in order to, yeah, like sustain what right. you're doing right. and build your like experience. And that's another cringe thing. I feel like if you and I scroll to like the very infancy stages of our Instagram oh, account. Oh, yeah. If I look at my early staging pictures, I cringe. Well, not even so staging. Bad. Well, sure. I, I get the staging. But like to me, some of the... Like, air quote sponsored uh instagram oh, posts you were that very I have. salesy in the beginning i was so salesy in the beginning yeah, because you don't know you don't you, you just, figure that out along the way yes yes uh, and now and, and now it's nice because people now and i think people also didn't understand it back then and now people understand this is how content creators make their money so it's like they in order for us or you to bring valuable content or entertaining content you have to have these ad reads and yeah. so i think people now that consume the content understand that and so it's easier i think for people they still view the content versus before i feel like there was this period of time where people were like oh i hate that you just do so many um sponsorship or like ad things it's so annoying well in the beginning stages i think the trick was and not you specifically i'm saying right. like i would see people uh, comment on other influencer stuff saying that like i, I love your content i wish you did less mm -hmm. like um promotion like you promoted all these brands less because I know you're making money off of it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, those people, people can suck it. Uh, no, it's 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 more of like in the beginning <laughs> stages, the trick was you find brands you can naturally integrate the, mm -hmm. their things. So for example, if you're pouring a concrete slab for a grill station, then you're, and QuickCrete happens to be the sponsor. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. But the thing is, is like those deals are so far and few between mm -hmm. that what ended up happening, some company would be like, here's a lighter. And then you have to figure out a project to incorporate <laughs> a lighter. <laughs> and then you, yeah, you right. figure it out. So before you would build your projects around yes. that deal versus yes. now. Yes. Now, one of my favorite just, things is we, the, I, there's, a, there's an ad that comes on. That's all. And I, I love the fact that we do that. I, yeah. It's my, and I, that's what most people do now. I have, I've, we've done, we've done things like uh, Bloomscape, which is uh, like a plant <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. For but me. it's just an ad read. It's yeah. an ad read. I've done men's hair loss thing. I've done uh, uh, men's manscape. Yeah. Um, Underwear. I got proposed recently to do CBD. Really? <laughs> CBD. <laughs> didn't you do me undies? Uh, I didn't do, I buy me undies. Oh, I, I thought undies. you did mm -mm. undies. No. No. 
Um, Miedi is a huge uh, sponsor to a lot, a lot of, of podcasts. Maybe I just have heard it, so I thought you yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Darn. So, I mean, wow. Oh, you're not Are me you, undies yeah. level? Oh, oh, this is awkward. Interesting. You didn't do me undies. Do you... So, oh, so you just do YouTube for fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not making money on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's, it, to me, like, I, it's almost kind of comical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we just did a... They don't a, care. They just want the eyes. Kyle views. and I just did a thing for a video game thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst one because, well, I don't know. Kyle might say something else is the worst one, but um, that one <laughs> yeah. was, it was like, they, they wanted me to, like, not just, it's easy when they say, here's a video game, like, on your phone, on your app, and you can play it. And then say what's cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> but they wanted me to like level up so it doesn't look like I just downloaded it. Which you did just uh, download so I did. it. And so I spent like an hour playing and then I was like, this is dumb. And then I gave the thing to like Beckham to play. That's jacked. <laughs> I was like, give me like a higher score. You level up for me. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'll listen to some other podcasters like Christina Pajitsky has the Your Mama's House. Uh, and uh, they would do Best Fiends. I think it's mm-hmm. a... It's a game as well. It's a game, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I love Best Fiends. Here's what I love about Best Fiends. I love that anytime I'm with my kids at the park and I'm and just you bored. Know and she goes, and I'm just bored. I'm like, when like, does that ever when happen? When does that happen? I love it. I know. Now you know. Like, but, oh, I yeah. love, but I love that there's now a space. I think if you're confident enough and you've do, done this long enough with your, like you cultivated this with your audience, like mm-hmm. what to expect. I think it's freeing first and foremost, but also fun when you make it into a like a somewhat comical Mm -hmm. right like uh so andrew schultz does one where he talks about blue chew which is a men's erectile uh pill Mm -hmm. and he goes he goes guys we're gonna take a break from this podcast for a second to uh to talk to you about your uh your hard-ons i need to make (laughs) sure you guys are running the optimum (laughs) hard-ons and here's what you're gonna you're gonna go to bluechew.com and it's like it's like you're still i love it i like promoting it but you're not being all weird and awkward and salesy yes i feel like um there's somebody on youtube uh what's his name who you watch yeah he does a good job too yeah it makes it more like funny and not weird and right like, well i think and you're just, now you should buy this because right. it's awesome yeah 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 no it's just make it memorable you just integrate it well yeah. yeah i don't think people are waiting i don't think that people are like we're only trusting you no for that thing i think it's it, the, the thing way. is enough people have to say that brand for somebody to rem- like, like I keep hearing so if this. somebody said yeah. true bill they'd be like oh yeah i remember i heard something about true bill what's what's yeah. what's true bill you know, yeah. just because they heard her on a podcast. Like, MeUndies is a great one. You know, you you're, like, you're like, oh, I yeah. heard MeUndies because it was on a podcast. Yeah, and that's true. That's probably why they do that. They get so many bigger um, content creators to do the ads for them Beyond that repeat. you hear you hear it constantly. You're like, maybe I should get some. This sounds, you know, pretty yeah. cool. MeUndies are pretty cool, actually. They look pretty cool. They are um, highly recommend MeUndies to a lot of people. Oh, is this a, is this a, no, oh, now no. a word from our, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no sponsor. Oh yeah. This is fun. Oh Ugh. man. It, it does kind of give me a little bit of like, I feel like I'm sweating a little talking about interview questions though. Interview questions. I, I don't miss that. I know nobody. Oh, actually we've met a couple people that have said they love the interview process. Remember? Who? And those are the crazy people. Oh yeah. The people who like to yeah, give out flyers. I feel like, yeah. There's also the people who like to get flyers. <laughs> That's true. That's actually very true. Yeah. No, I feel like we've met a couple of people where I remember we would talk about like how annoying interviewing is. And they're like, I love being interviewed. I think it's a, a so like 
Okay, how challenging. Do you th- and, okay, you know. is that a person who is like a stay-at-home person that doesn't have a job or anything? Like, who in the right mind? I know. Like, well, let's, no, let's, this is a person that had a job. Let's break it down. Like, what's the type of personality that does this? Do I know this person? Yeah. Interesting. What's a, what, what's the first letter of your first name? I don't think you'll remember until mm. I have to tell you the full name. Mm. But I remember this person. I mean, th- they're pretty outgoing. Okay. And um, like a people person, okay. a very kind. But do I they have always, hobbies? Yeah. Okay. I always felt that was shocking to hear because nobody likes being interviewed. Yeah. But it's like maybe some people view it as this like challenge of like I am gonna get this job even if I don't want it. Yeah. I'm gonna like win everybody over and maybe that's the mindset oh people that's like. a pure salesman kind of thing for this sure this person was a salesperson yeah i remember um it was a job i was interviewing at bank of america uh, gosh how many jobs have you interviewed for? I, I listen if you, no joke if i pull up my resume i didn't think i kept a job longer than how like many three do you years. think total mm, from like when you started till your last minimum job. eight minimum Oh, that's not bad. I thought you were going to say like 20. No. <laughs> I No, like I've had jobs. Eight is, I mean, eight is a lot. Job was like, uh, each job was roughly around two years. Yeah. Like after that, I was like, I bad. should go find something else. No, no. I'm ready. And I've never, on. I don't think I've ever had a job. Like I've never had one of those jobs where it's like, I was only around for six months or something like mm-hmm. that. It was, all of them were committed. Well, yeah. That's, I, you are a committed person. Right. Um, but I remember interviewing for Bank of America and it was a group interview. It was my first group interview. Oh. And I didn't know that it was a group <gasps> interview. I had a group interview once yeah. too. They never called me back. But anyway, and these I'm are gone. these are tellers, and they're like they want to see because you know as tellers you have to promote certain products that the company offers like mm-hmm. uh, CDs and you know savings account high yield savings accounts, and uh, they were like going around in a circle like why do you want to work for BOA and you know somebody said it's because it's uh, it gives you opportunity. That's why Bank of America is the bank, uh, is the bank of opportunity. You know what Somebody I mean? Somebody did their research. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> Somebody and, looked and up the like, slogan. I was like, nice, well done. And then uh, yeah. after it's, they were like, okay, so uh, each one of you is going to be given uh, a stationary item, you know, stapler, pencil holder, whatever, and uh, try to uh, convince us that we should get this. Uh, oh, yeah. I would not do well. Did you do well? I what di- did you get? I did. It was mine was a stapler. It was a nice stapler too. It was like a good solid oh. steel one. Yeah. Did you keep it after? No, because I would have been, I would have <laughs> fired right away, or not even hired for theft. Did you get hired? Uh, I did. Yes, yes. Your boy crushed it. Your boy crushed. Uh, yeah, Mister Mister Mercer Island, Bank yeah. of America, baby. Ooh, Mercer Island. I know Island. rich people. Did you ever have an interview that you didn't end up getting the job for? Oh, I'm sure. You just can't remember because you got them all. Because <laughs> it doesn't happen often. Because you your boy closes. <laughs> Do you remember the shoe store? Um, I just remember this, Aldo, or yes. was that what it called? Aldo, it called? yeah, they had white loafers yeah. for men. Yeah, I interviewed. Um, I did a group interview, and there was like fourteen of us. There were so many of us. I remember thinking, like, oh my gosh, like, am I gonna stand out? I didn't stand out. They never called me back <laughs> <laughs> after the group interview. <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of like i'll be in the back here yeah well because it's like how can you get through that many people and actually hear what they have to say yeah in it's, like whatever an hour funny you have when there because there are certain jobs out there where it just show I up forgot and, about the group interviews like just show up and do the thing yeah. right like that's why it was kind of comical when you started this podcast about 
questions that you'd be asked in entry level positions and they'd be like, how would you want to be challenged more? And yeah. you're like, if I want to be challenged more, I'd go get a different job that's <laughs> harder harder than folding clothes and putting them on the shelves yeah. and ringing people up. Asking people, yeah. That's challenging is not being irritated with my job. Challenging is going and doing something it's where just, like I'm giving more responsibilities right. to be doing. It just sucks that it's like this game you have to play. You it's, have to be this certain person, even if you're not, to get the job. And it's like this, yeah, just like back and forth game and everybody has to play it. I would love to sit in on or watch some video compilations of people uh, like young kids who just don't give an F. And then they're being like interviewed at like Old Navy and be like, um, you know, what does it look like for you being challenged at work? And just kind of have be like, I don't know. I don't ever get challenged. Maybe bring in my Zen pack in. (laughs) (laughs) Get my vape in. It'd be be so I'd be challenged if I wasn't able to vape. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be such a challenge. Yeah, just seeing these kids go like, which I, actually probably in this day and age, like the Gen oh, Z sure. or whatever, mm-hmm. they're dumb. They're dumb. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Yeah, they're real, real dumb. They're not thinkers. Not thinkers. Our kids will be though. Though, yeah. Is that the Generation Z for them? No, I think they're like whatever. I don't know what their generation will be. I think Gen Z is like the they're like the twenty year old. No, yeah, like the twenty year olds right now. Okay. I think it's like two. Uh, is Gen Z the wokes right now? The wokes. Two thousand to two thousand. I don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because we're technically millennials. Millennials. Because mm-hmm. we fall in that category. Yep. That's what. We, that's or there's what like a Gen X after Gen Z. I don't remember. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> there's too many. <laughs> I'm trying to hide these yawns. <laughs> Anywho, this has been. How fun. dare you? Do I bore you? No, you don't. Um, I'm excited about my new seat on the podcast. If you guys don't know where I'm sitting, go check out the YouTube version of this. It'll be a lot of fun. It's a hoot. It's a hoot um, sitting in that chair. Sitting in that chair. I feel like you're like a different person. You are a lot. I like it. You're just a lot more. I like, feel like now I'm gonna bring more drinks and more like snacks too. Because yeah. there's Cause opportunity for it now. You can actually like. We should have like a dinner. Can I smoke cigars too? <laughs> I'll get it ventilated if you let me smoke cigars. <laughs> in there. Um, get the pipe get the pipe um folks thanks preach preach yeah you guys yeah listen what you did (laughs) uh review (laughs) it which we appreciate we'll see you guys in the next Uh, one bye bye